I'm Naomi Kilberth, Christian clinical herbalist, owner of Laurel Tree Wellness, and host of the Family Herbalism Podcast. Here on the show, I bring to you loads of helpful information and practical tips to help you on your natural health journey. We cover common and unique symptom pictures, underlying tissue states and the stories that lead to them, and so many tools that promote and restore wellness, not the least of which is plants. Thank you for joining us today. May you be blessed by the conversation and leave with hope and inspiration. Are you ready? Let's begin. The Family Herbalism Podcast is created for educational purposes only. You have the right and responsibility to make all health-related decisions for your own life. If you experience a medical emergency, please contact appropriate medical providers. To receive herbalist support, please visit www.laureltreewellnessllc.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it helpful, please share it with your friends and family and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Family Herbalism Podcast. Last week, we had Dana Hutchins on the show to talk about making our own body care products. And so I thought it would be fun to follow that up with a discussion of herbs that are specific for hair, skin, and nails. So really, we're talking about the whole integumentary system, which is the part of the body that we can see, all the things that we have direct contact with on the outside of our bodies. And so we're going to be talking about herbs and foods and supplements and different things that we can use to really support this area of our health. But I'm not going to be talking about injury because I feel that that is really something that calls for its own separate podcast. So I'm going to do that at some point. Today, we're really going to be focusing on just basic promotion of a balanced, healthy state where we're supporting the nutrition and function of the skin, hair, and nails. And really, I have to talk, first of all, about the fact that these areas of health, of being able to see healthy skin, hair, and nails, really depends on the rest of the body functioning very well. Uh, I sometimes have clients who come in and they have concerns about these areas of their health, but they kind of take the back seat because there are other symptoms that are really more irritating or more concerning. And very often when we focus on addressing those more concerning areas of health, their skin, hair, and nails naturally improve. This is more likely to happen when we really focus on proper digestion and hormonal health because these two areas of health, specifically digestion and hormones, have a huge impact on how the rest of the body is functioning. Uh, you know, without proper digestion, without proper hormones, the different parts of our body cannot function in a normal, natural way. And so these are uh, really the skin and what's happening on the skin is a reflection of what is happening on the inside. And so if our skin is not doing well, sometimes it's because of something that happened topically. You know, very often if you're like if you're exposed to too much sun or if you have an injury or you bruise your skin you know, these are, or if you dye your hair, these are things that are happening externally. 
but for many in many cases the symptoms that are happening on the outside are really reflecting what's happening on the inside. So that could be the quality of our nutrition. It could be that there is an imbalance in a different organ system. And so when I see a person who is exhibiting symptoms in their hair, skin, and nails, I'm looking at what's going on on the inside of the body that could be causing this. And at the same time, if we can focus on renewing what's happening on the inside, we almost never even have to do anything about what's happening on the outside because it naturally improves. You know, if the skin is not doing well because something's going on on the inside of the body, top priority is getting the inside of the body to be in a balanced state because there are probably things that are being influenced that we can't see. So we can use the skin as a sort of barometer, uh, you know, um, to see what is happening and how effective our remedies are in improving the situation. Another point that's really important to consider is the fact that the skin is the largest detoxification organ in the body. You know, we, we detox old cells, we get rid of viruses that maybe we don't even know we had. Uh, there's, you know, uh, leftover nutrient particles that we are not absorbing. There's all kinds of things that we're getting rid of that our body does not need. And we do that through our breath. We do that through our poop and pee. We do that through our sweat, through our skin. And so the skin is the largest, uh, the largest way that our body can get rid of that junk, things that we don't need anymore. And so if we're having problems with our skin, whether that be on our scalp or whether that be, you know, rashes on our skin or issues with acne, these point to there being something going on with the digestive system. Because if our body can't properly detox, then we end up with extra hormones floating around. And either one of these can cause complications where our, our skin is not able to release toxins properly. And so they sort of get backed up at that area of detox. Now this is definitely a simplified view of the skin because we also know that the skin is multi-layered and it contains nerves and blood vessels, lymph glands, fat. It even has its own microbiome uh, that serves a wide variety of purposes. But today we're really looking at the connective tissue itself and so just a really basic view of the skin and how we can promote health because, you know, we don't really need to know all the details in order to take action. And that's what I want to leave you with today is how can we take some basic steps to just promoting overall wellness of these areas of our health. Hair and nails are made up of the same nutrients that bones are made of. So in this case, if these are weak, then it doesn't really say much for the bones that we can't see. And so we're going to be looking at how can we support that bone structure overall, uh, the, those types of connective tissue nutrients that are going to um, really support not just hair and nails, but the overall body picture. So first of all, I did mention that digestion is really important. So we want to make sure that digestion is functioning properly. 
are you using the bathroom normally? Are you having an easy time going poop? Is it, does it look normal? Does it feel normal? Are you bloated? Uh, are you feeling abdominal pain? Are you feeling indigestion? These are things that we need to make sure are addressed properly before we even move on to more topical stuff. So if you are having concerns about your skin and you know you, your digestion needs some work, then that is where I would actually start. Next, we want to make sure that the nutrients that we're eating are actually being assimilated. And this is this is two different things. So you might feel great with your digestion, but you might not actually be getting the nutrients that you're eating. So you want to make sure that your nutrients are being absorbed. And so that means you need to make sure you're eating healthy sources of nutrients and also that they're actually getting digested digested and absorbed properly into the system. Sometimes pairing foods so they go well together uh, can help with the assimilation process. For example, if you're really looking to absorb uh, some iron into your body for energy and for all kinds of helpful purposes, then you want to combine that with things that have vitamin C. So for example, some beef with some spaghetti sauce will help you to get both the iron as well as the vitamin C. Or pairing meats with citruses is another great way to get that vitamin C in. And so another way to make sure that you're getting uh, the nutrients that you absorb is to make sure that you are bringing in some bitter foods like dark salad greens before your meal to help uh, produce, help your body produce the right enzymes that will be needed to break down nutrients. And finally, if you have any concerns about leaky gut or a history of maybe an autoimmune situation where you've had food sensitivities, that will definitely have to be addressed because having you know, being malnourished, be, not being able to absorb the nutrients that you're eating is very common in these situations. So that's a whole other conversation, but very important to address. Now, if we're looking at just the nutrients themselves, what's really important to look at are healthy sources of fats, proteins, and micronutrients like certain vitamins and minerals. These will be really, really important for hair, skin, and nails. Some examples of of uh, healthy sources of fat include fatty fish, eggs, bone broth, nuts, seeds, and then we have leafy greens and naturally salty foods uh, such as seaweed being among those that are really rich in sources of nutrients that this, you know, your integumentary system really needs. We also want to look at antioxidant-rich foods. Some of the ones that I just mentioned also include antioxidants. Fruits also contain plenty of antioxidants. These are actually helpful in the turnover rate of cells in the system. So it helps your body to replace old skin cells with new skin cells. And if there are any issues with, say, your skin is bruised or you have some cracked nails uh, or old, you know, your your scalp is having difficulty producing healthy hair, you're going to use the antioxidants that are in these foods to help repair these cells. So very important. Almost as important as adding in ingredients is what you take out. 
So if your toxin load from crappy food, lack of sleep, or loads of unhealthy body care products or other sources of toxins from the environment are too high, your body is going to be so focused on cleaning house that it can't rebuild. So if you are aware of any areas of your life, your lifestyle, where you need to improve uh, these issues, then that also is going to positively impact your skin, hair, and nails. So the foundation of good skin, hair, and nails is to have your diet and toxin load cleaned up. Add in nourishment, remove junk. You want to ask what's going in and what's going out. Now, some people will need highly focused supplemental help. These are generally people who uh, maybe have an autoimmune condition or a history of an illness where their body is just really wiped out. Maybe they have had injury to their digestive system, as in leaky gut or an overload of some type of fungal infection, and so they might be depleted in certain nutrients. And getting a nutrient lab test done can be helpful in determining what nutrients are low. You may also have an issue of a, the MTHFR gene mutation where your body is not processing folic acid and so this can cause some problems and getting tested for that can be helpful. There's other ways to determine it but that's another conversation. For today I'll just say that for some people who may need supplements, examples of these that can be helpful for this area of health include a general vitamin and mineral supplement if so, make sure that it does contain good, healthy levels of B6, magnesium, and calcium. Um, calcium can be a little bit controversial here because too much calcium can cause problems. So you want to make sure that it is significantly less than the magnesium that is in the supplement so that it is being properly you know, balanced and absorbed. Uh, and if you are at risk for having cardiovascular issues, you may not want to have a supplement that has calcium in it, but rather just the magnesium. Other supplements include an omega supplement that has A and E. Not all omega supplements are created equal. So I, I actually really like working with cod liver uh, supplements rather than just a general fish oil because cod liver will have A and E in it. You could also work with a topical supplement of almond or olive oil for vitamin E. So you can just take regular cooking olive oil or almond oil and massage it onto the skin at night and this will be really supportive at providing vitamin E to the skin. Some people also like to massage it right into their scalp. My daughters have been doing that recently to help uh, grow new and longer hair, so that will be interesting to see how that turns out. Some people also like to take a collagen supplement. This can be especially helpful for older folks who have lost elasticity in their skin, so it really helps to just plump up and nourish the connective tissue there. An amino acid supplement can also be really helpful for rebuilding protein stores. So this is great for people who perhaps uh, have been pregnant recently or who are pregnant, people who uh, are athletes or who work out a lot, um, you know, people who are building muscles, uh, people who, older folks who want to build up 
their muscles so they have greater insulin sensitivity, uh, taking an amino acid supplement can be really especially there where they're more likely to be deficient if they're really working on building up muscles especially. Uh, and um, also recovering from illness. In fact, there's some really interesting studies that I've been reading recently about amino acid supplementation helping those who are recovering from severe illnesses, including cancer, and how it actually helps them to build uh, build back their energy faster. So an amino acid supplement can really come in handy for them. Now, speaking of supplements, what's interesting here is that uh, a person who has hair that turns white early in life is actually indicative of numerous deficiencies. So if this is happening for you, you might actually be deficient in copper, zinc, iodine, or vitamin B. And so, uh, you know, for example, copper and zinc have to be in balance with each other. And a lot of people have been taking zinc over the past few years. And over time, if you're taking too much zinc and it's not in balance with copper, it can actually cause you to be deficient in copper. So everything has to be in balance. You know, iodine, it can be supplemented. For some people, you can get uh, it, just eating seaweeds or you working with seaweed powder can be really helpful. And so uh, if your hair is turning white, if that's starting to happen, you may be able to hit pause on that by adding in plenty of garlic, which is really rich in these nutrients. Seaweeds, nettles are also really great for this because they're super nutritive, um, can help to offset those deficiencies and prevent further change of color. If you really like white hair though, not a problem. Um, it can be quite beautiful. So it's not necessarily a, a problem in appearance, uh, but if you're really young, then it may indicate that you, the rest of your body is actually suffering from lack of these nutrients. So something to be just aware of. So if I were go if I were to go into the anatomy and physiology of hair, skin and nails individually, I would really need to do a podcast on each one and there are many potential problems that people can have which with each of these areas, but the idea that I want to leave you with here is that they're all connected and by supporting them as a whole through nutrition and herbs, they will each improve. So this is general health. However, I will provide a few specific recipes and suggestions that may be helpful. And when trying to decide what to share with you, I was a little bit overwhelmed because uh, there are so many plants that can be helpful for this particular system of the body. So what I want to leave with you is the idea that you can start by focusing first on the tools that you already have on hand. Just keep it simple. After listening to the many ways that herbs can be useful for hair, skin, and nails, you can look through your supplies and create a daily tea or a tincture blend that you simply take like a vitamin for your hair, skin, and nails, your integumentary system, to gently restore the whole system to homeostasis, to that state of balance, or for prevention. So you're going to pull out what you have, take a look, uh, maybe the spices in your cabinet, the vitamins that you have, um, any products, any herbs, tinctures you've collected since listening to my podcast, 
and then we'll take a look. You can take a look at what you have available that's going to be uh, helpful for this area of your health and work through creating a blend. So some of my favorite herbs for just general support here are red clover, burdock, yellow dock, horsetail, oat straw, nettle, kelp, dandelion, plantain, violets, evening primrose, borage, red sage, and sage, uh, just plain from your cooking cabinet, um, hibiscus, and rose hips. There may be a couple others that I have in my list here as I'm working through recipes. So a couple of them I just want to expand on a little bit. The reason that I mentioned mentioned evening primrose and borage specifically are actually for hormonal support. So these can be very nourishing and they're rich in uh, omega fatty acids actually. So they can be applied topically, but the reason that they're really helpful for skin when they're taken internally is because they do help to support balance of hormones. So if you have PMS, if you have wide mood swings, throughout the month, even changes in uh, menstrual cycles and uh, different symptoms during menopause can be positively impacted by working with either either evening primrose or borage. Uh, but topically, a lot of people like to make uh, different, you know, oil blends to just apply as like a massage oil for healthy skin. Red sage, the reason why I mentioned this one specifically is because it actually helps to uh, build new bones. It helps to circulate blood, balance fluids, and provide nutrients that are specific for building bones. And so uh, when I had, when one of my kids had some joint problems, I added red sage to their tincture blend to help renew the joints. Sage uh, just, you know, from your culinary cabinet, which is a little bit different than red sage, um, can re be really helpful when the skin is either very dry or very damp because it helps to balance the fluids out. Hibiscus is very moistening to dry skin. It also helps to tone moist skin because it does have an astringent quality. It helps to cool and soothe and supports the liver, which is where your hormones are made and also where you detox. And then I say where your hormones are made. Actually, your hormones are made in various places throughout the, the body, but the liver specifically is important for making steroidal or sex hormones, and that is applicable here. Rose hips are both moistening and tonifying as well, just like hibiscus. And rose also helps to rebuild connective tissue. Um, so that's really helpful. Okay, so to make a blend, what you're going to do is set out all the plants that you have and think about your body's tendencies. Are you naturally dry or damp? Is your skin hot or cold? Is your scalp and your face oily or dry and itchy? Do your nails grow easily or do they break easily? Then you're going to choose three or five plants for your blend and include at least one that is nutritive, one that balances fluids, and one that will be soothing. So for example, you could make a tea of equal parts oat straw for nutrition, rose hips for fluid balance, and chamomile for soothing properties, and then drink a cup every day for general support of skin, hair, and nails. 
If you want to get more specific, you can learn about how each plant functions and choose herbs that will meet those needs. For example, if your hair and nails are dry and brittle, you might combine marshmallow, horsetail, and nettle. Each of these are highly nutritive. Marshmallow is demulcent, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably know that means that it's very moistening. Nettle is salty, so it attracts water. And horsetail is rich in silica, which is necessary for bone health. So when you combine those, you're going to create a nice supportive blend where each of these plants help each other to restore your dry and brittle hair and nails. There are really so many possibilities. So this is not a concrete recipe. I would encourage you to mix it up, try some different things. With these nutritive plants, you almost can't go wrong because they're going to help you regardless of whether it's the most precise remedy or not. You can also do some research on the plants that you have by searching on even on Google, type in the name of the plant. If you know the name of the uh, the Latin name of the plant, all the better, and then type in Materia Medica afterwards. And that will help you to get uh, things like blog posts that are written by herbalists or excerpts from books that are written by herbalists that will help you to understand how the plant works. Uh, You can also do some Google searching for herbs that are great for uh, skin, hair, and nails, but you're more likely to get specific health that's going to be like more accurate if you're looking for Uh, you know, information on certain herbs. So start with the ones that I've mentioned and and go from there and see where the bunny trail leads because it's really fun to do that learning process. So again, there are many paths to go with this topic. So I'm sticking to a few common issues people can have. If you need support creating remedies for other health concerns, An Elder's Herbal by David Hoffman And Herbal Healing for Women by Rosemary Gladstar are two great resources for integumentary health. You can also work with me one-on-one to create an individualized plan. And I'll give you my contact information at the end of this podcast. All right, so specific concerns we're going to get into here. If your skin is dry and thin, it generally means that you're either dehydrated or malnourished. And I also want to do a podcast on water because dehydration can be as simple as not drinking enough, or it may have something to do with your electrolytes being off. So you might be drinking plenty of water and yet your skin is still dry and thin. And so that could be an issue, or it could be that you're just not getting the right nutrients And it's also important to understand that malnourished does not mean underweight. It is actually possible to be overweight and malnourished at the same time. So if you're overweight, do not rule out the possibility that you're malnourished because you may not be getting the nutrients that you really need. If your skin is dry and thin, you probably need some more healthy fats in your diet. So don't shy away from those fat fatty foods that uh, have good healthy nutrients in them um, that are not processed that are more natural if you have dry itchy skin it will be important not only to eat healthy fats and make sure that you're hydrated but also make sure that your pores are open 
So very often with dry, itchy skin, the pores in the skin are closed off. Sometimes that can happen or be triggered because of dehydration or malnourishment, and then the body has a hard time opening them again. So this is where we can work with um, bitters that will help to stimulate digestion and actually open the pores. And then once the pores are open, moisture from underneath will be able to be released and move through the skin and bring um, nourishment to the skin. You also may benefit from having either vitamin A internally or in foods like supplements or, um, or topically. And then some, some plants that can be helpful here are tea tree, which is also known as melaleuca. Lemon balm is one of my absolute favorites. Very hel- uh, helpful, especially where the dry skin or itchy skin is caused by a viral infection. Sweet fern is really great for rashes that cause dryness and itchiness. Even eczema can be really, uh, it can be really helpful for eczema. St. John's wort uh, is especially helpful where that dry, itchy skin is also impacting nerves. And so you're getting some pain there, but it's uh, a vulnerary, it's healing to the skin. Calendula. Calendula is one of the best for baby's bums. I have to say, like, if your baby's bum is dry and red and irritated, calendula is going to be one of your best friends, Uh, but also great for anybody who has dry, itchy skin. Chamomile. Now, chamomile actually helps the body to release oils. Uh, It can also help where there is acne or dry or itchy skin. So chamomile, I mean, we we underuse chamomile for sure. It's, you know, a very simple herb, very well known, but that does not mean that it is, uh, you know, infamous for just being, uh, you know, gentle or accessible. It's actually really powerful too. Comfrey, which is one of my most favorite herbs of all time, is also very healing to dry, itchy skin. Oats. Okay, so If you had chicken pox when you were a kid and your mom gave you an oatmeal bath, there was a lot of wisdom in that. Oats are very soothing to irritated nerves in the skin and also uh, helps to soften and soothe the skin itself. And so any of these will be really great for dry, itchy, or even cracked skin. And one particular recipe that you could work with is taking a tablespoon of almond oil and mixing into it eight drops of lavender essential oil, four drops of geranium essential oil, and three drops of patchouli essential oil, mixing that together really well, and then just massaging that into the dry skin. If that if your skin is too dry and and sore, that may not be appropriate. And if you're talking about like a toddler or a baby or very elderly skin, you'll want to be much more cautious about how much essential oils you put on. And in this case, sticking with oats or lemon balm or calendula or chamomile, something that's going to be a little bit more gentle and working with it in whole form as in an infused oil, not an essential oil, then that might be better. But for the general public, this recipe can be super useful. All right, so what if the skin is damp? 
acne can be caused by excess oil or water. So your skin, if your skin uh, is, you know, your face is covered in acne, if you've got um, acne in various places, maybe where your pores are, then your skin may be damp, but it could be from excess oil or water. So um, slightly different approach to healing, but in general, adding astringents to tone the skin and stop excess fluid loss can be very helpful. So astringents tend to be a little bit more sour in flavor. Uh, they tend to be, or could be citrus as well. Um, so think of the, the, the tightening sensation in your mouth when you eat something that, you know, is a little bit more sour or, uh, a toning and how your face kind of like puckers up. That's what you want to go for, for an effect on, uh, on your skin if it's really damp. And some remedies that can do that include sumac, watermelon seed, sage, rose hips, hibiscus, and witch hazel. There's others. Um, white oak bark is one. Uh, you know, there's some different ones out there. But you also want to keep your breath open, your bowels open, and your kidneys working. Because sometimes if the skin is damp and there's excess fluid loss there, it's because the fluids are getting backed up in general. <clears throat> They're not escaping through the normal routes of elimination. And so you want to make sure that you're t taking deep breaths, that you're using the bathroom regularly and uh, so then fluids are moving everywhere and not just to your skin. So then we have hair loss. You know, hair loss can be indicative of other health concerns. So if you're losing hair, especially if you're young, you will definitely want to make sure that your hormones are being addressed. It can also point toward uh, malnourishment nutritive, you know, losses where you're not absorbing nutrients. And so that can point to things like leaky gut or autoimmune conditions. There's all kinds of things. But again, in general, what we're looking at here is how can we support this area of health? So we want to make sure that you're getting plenty of nutrition. So you're giving your body the building blocks that it needs, that you're working with bitters to help digest your food properly that you are getting antioxidants to help keep your scalp healthy. And cardiovascular stimulants are also really important because they help blood flow. And so if you are not getting blood flow through your body, then you're not getting nutrients where they need to be. So these types of herbs include thyme, ylang-ylang, geranium, cypress, cinnamon, juniper, burdock, nettle, kelp, and horsetail. And so very often, I mean, also includes things like cayenne, um, clove, like things that are going to be more hot and spicy and zingy, but they're not always hot and spicy. <laughs> um, and so things that are going to help stimulate blood flow are also going to bring nutrients where they need to be and the antioxidants where they need to be. At the same time, scalp stimulation and massaging the scalp can also help to bring blood flow to the area and stimulate repair. It's very similar to massaging the skin to exfoliate and release old cells so that new cells can be placed in that area. 
So one sample, one example of a recipe that you can use is in a pint of sesame oil, you would put two teaspoons of rosemary essential oil, two teaspoons of lavender essential oil, and a half ounce of cayenne tincture. So this will be, uh, it sounds really strong, but you're only using a tiny amount. So from that whole pint, from that two cups, you're only using maybe like a teaspoon or maybe as much as a tablespoon of oil at a time. And then really massaging that into your scalp gently for, you know, maybe five minutes, maybe less, uh, leaving it in for a couple of minutes and then washing it out in your shower. And that will help to stimulate blood flow and also provide some nutrients for your hair. It's also, that would be very soothing too, um, you know, with the, with the lavender for any dryness and itchiness that you might have. If your hair is um, itchy or your, your scalp is itchy and, and dry, uh, if you're experiencing dandruff, there are a few other things you can do. This is very common. A lot of people experience this throughout their lives. Uh, one thing you can do is make a tea that you would use as a hair rinse. And for this, I would do equal parts of sage, rosemary, yarrow, and nettle. And you would prepare this just like you would maybe an infusion. So you'd put these ingredients in, say, a quart-sized mason jar. For a quart-sized mason jar... I would do at least a quarter cup of dried plant material, pour your hot water over the top, seal it, and let it sit until it's cool. This would actually be quite strong, and uh, that's fine because you're not going to be drinking it, so you don't need to worry so much about the bitter properties. But then you would strain it out, and then use maybe like a half a cup, maybe even a quarter cup, just, you know, a small amount, just to moisten your scalp. And when you take a shower, you would pour this over your scalp and let it sit for a little bit. So maybe wash your body while you're letting it sit in your scalp and then go ahead and rinse it out and use your shampoo and things. And so this will help to just soothe your scalp and help to reset, uh, you know, that the health, the um, skin making process uh, on your scalp area. You can also add... Uh, oil to your hair for several minutes to moisturize it. So we talked about the sesame oil recipe. This will also help to nourish and relieve itchy dry scalp. Another thing you can do is to get a bristle brush and use that instead of a regular hairbrush because this will foster the natural oils of your scalp to be released through your hair and that will moisten your hair and uh, just be a little bit more of a natural way to get uh, oils through, um, you know, throughout your hair to so that it's not so dry and brittle. Um, the last thing I want to mention is that it is possible to over shower. So if you're showering every day and your skin and your scalp are super dry, you may want to consider not showering every day because when you use too much soap, you actually dry out your skin. And so simply pushing your showers out every two or three days will help to make sure that your skin is has the natural has a natural level of good healthy oils. It's not too much, but just enough. All right, so to wrap up, 
um, let's keep in mind the actions of each plant that we're talking about, but remember that you don't need to worry about it too much. So we talked about some of the specific actions like marshmallow being demulcent, uh, about oats being nutritive, but don't really worry about it too much because these are all going to be helpful for your hair, skin, and nails, and they're food-based. Most of these are very uh, safe to work with regardless of age. Um, do pay attention to what you're craving because I find that most people, if they are, for example, malnourished, if they're not getting certain nutrients, they're going to crave what they need. And uh, so you almost can never go wrong with this again. Second, uh, if you want to dig in a little bit deeper, I do encourage you to go back and listen to episode number two, which was called Comfrey and Your First Plant in which I share about how to research specific herbs and document what you've learned. So I gave a couple of tips here about how to do a search on Google, but there is more information in this podcast way back at the beginning. Um, and from there, you can find out what their traditional uses of these plants are and what nutrients are in them so that you can choose herbs that will be more specific to your needs. But if this all still feels a little bit overwhelming, I would be very happy to give you assistance in this process. You can reach out to me personally by emailing me at laureltreewellness at gmail.com and we can talk about uh, whether or not it might be helpful for you to come in for a visit so we can make a specific plan for you, especially if you think that there are other things going on such as an autoimmune condition or hormonal things that you would like to address that might be the cause of your concerns around hair, skin, and nails. All right, with that, I wish you all a great week. Thank you for listening, and we will talk again soon.